just tuned into a perfect lullaby podcast where we give you tips for developing a better bond with your baby. Please be sure to check out our newly redesigned website at www.aperfectlullaby.com. And while you're there, join the mailing list. Also, if you haven't done this yet, subscribe to the podcast for free through iTunes by searching A Perfect Lullaby in the uh, search uh, bar there. Then you can get updates whenever we have new podcasts. So, I'm here with Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Matt. How are you today? You know, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Wonderful. It's beautiful here. It's a wonderful week. Yes. Good weather this week, and uh, we're in Iowa, if you didn't know. The... um, the metropolis that is uh, Washington, <laughs> Iowa, and um, you're right, it's been a beautiful week here mm-hmm. as we uh, get closer and closer to fall. Yep, it's been a pretty nice summer. We've had a, a wonderful time working on these podcasts and getting our Lullaby CD kind of put together here and just enjoying working forward and moving forward with you. That's right. How are, uh, how are the kids? Give us an update. Update. So I have three children, and this has been a very eventful week for us. My oldest boy, who just turned four, is starting preschool. He had his first two days of preschool this week, and um, hate to leave out middle girl. So middle girl's doing great, being two and a half and defiant. And new baby is six months, and he's sitting up and playing with toys and building some of those great relationships, learning a little cause and effect. Life is good. Keeps going. <laughs> Very good. Sounds exciting. Yeah. How about you? How are things going in your world? Good. Um, working quite a bit and uh, working on this website and you know trying to reach more people so that they can uh, hear the good news about lullabies, I suppose. That's right. <laughs> I think I was telling you I, I joined a forum, babyforum.com. Mm-hmm. I my uh, username is Lullaby Matt, so if you're an active participant in that forum, you just might might see me posting about songs and lullabies and, and whatnot. So that's what's going on in my world, I guess. Sounds pretty exciting. It Opposite is. Opposite ends it of is. the spectrum here. <laughs> Busy in different ways. That's right. Um, so today we are talking about, uh, or we're wrapping up our four-part series of Four Perfect Times to Sing Lullabies. And this one is when you are trying to establish a routine. So pairing songs with regularly occurring activities can really be a great way to help your baby get used to routines. We know that infants like predictability, and using songs to indicate what's coming can uh, help babies prepare themselves. So Elizabeth is going to share with us some times when she uses songs and and pairs them with routines yep. and uh, talk a little bit more about that so go for it sure all right well routine is very important to a child and it's very helpful to a parent um, consistently knowing what's coming of course with the exception that you have to teach your children to be flexible and that things will change but without that routine they don't know what to expect they don't know their boundaries and then they don't know how to comply and we all want children who are compliant and we can't expect them to do that unless they know what the right thing is to do versus the wrong thing to do so we use music all the time at home I try to say I don't use music therapy with my children it's not like I'm practicing on them but music is a part of our daily routine um, One thing that we do for a common event that I've done with all of my children is when we're going to clean them up from a meal. 
Usually washing their face is something they don't want to have done, but if I sing the little song with it, of course they're more excited about it and becomes fun. So frequently we would sing at our house, wash, wash, wash your face, gently wash your face, around the top and under the chin, gently wash your face again. And you can make it really silly and um, instead of them, you know, flailing their limbs and trying to get away from their seat, we would do that. And that can even be used with your little ones too at a, at a very young age as infants when you're just cleaning them up after they've nursed or had their bottle and or their beginning food. And that one's one that we kind of used in just a common routine that made it more fun. And the other time that I really want to encourage you to use music is during transitions. Transi transitions are difficult for everybody and we as adults usually are the ones in charge of the transition. So it's not as difficult for us to cope with them or we are intelligent enough and in control of ourselves enough that we can be told when the transition happens so we know how to wind ourselves down and be prepared for something new. But a child is mostly the receiver of all of that routine and doesn't get a lot of um, decision-making or choice control in that opportunity because when they're kids, they just can't. Um, they're not responsible enough. So for my older children, we do a Can You Follow song, which I learned from music therapist Elizabeth Schwartz, and it got, sounds a little bit like this. Can you follow, can you follow, can you do it just like me? Can you follow, can you follow, can you do it just like me? Hi-ho, hi-ho, around and around we go. Hi-ho, hi-ho, around and round we go. And so sometimes we'll use that to to transition from preferred activities to non-preferred, like they're playing outside in the sandbox or on the swings and they don't want to come in. And if I say time to come in, I'm probably going to get um, a mild or severe tantrum depending on the day. So if we, if we teach them that song in our house and we practice marching to the can you follow and then we turn a little circle on the round and round you go, I can just start singing that when we're outside. And sure enough, like little robots, they all kind of line up and can follow me inside. It does take twice as long because every time I get to the hi-ho, hi-ho part, they do turn around. So we can't make a direct <laughs> beeline into the house without a little bit of that. But it not only distracts them, it helps them know that a change is coming and um, makes it a little bit more pleasant for me as well. I try not to bribe them with things like food and things that are not healthy. So using music in those transitions is a better way to do that. We also do a lot of counting down in our home, a lot of five, four, three, two, one, all done. And many other families use the pick up clean up song that a lot of people learned from Barney. So whatever it is that you can find that works for you. And I know I'm referring to my older children at two and a half and four and how it works with them. But you also use the music with your infants when they're very young. Um, singing the songs before you go to bed. I always sing and hum to Jackson as I'm putting his pajamas on, which is another part of his routine, and um, swaddling him up and spending some time rocking with him. And he kind of starts to coo himself to sleep. And he, I just call that him singing along. And that for him is preparation so that he knows that it's time to be resting and getting ready for sleep instead of me just 
you know, oh, bedtime. And in he goes, he's not able to be successful then at helping put himself to sleep in that situation. So like we said, it's very important um, to establish some routine and structure, and they do start as young babies. I did give older examples, but they really do start when your children are young, and they pick up on your routine without you actually mentioning it. A lot of times they know your, your body language and the stressors or relaxants that you're kind of releasing and can predict what's coming, but it's nice if you can purposefully put some of those in there throughout the day. Um, it makes things easier for the child, hence making it much easier for you. And we all want to be less stressed and more organized so things can be positively functioned. So that would be my input, just as a mom. And um, with the music therapy in my background and as my education, I think that that's really helped me and my family you know, coordinate together and be a successful unit there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think Barney is a great example because they always have those two songs at the very end. The uh, clean up, how does Pick it go? Pick up the clean pick, up, clean yeah, up, everybody, everybody everywhere. everywhere. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it almost makes a game out of mm-hmm. a, a process that otherwise wouldn't be too fun. I That's mean, right. What kid likes to clean up uh, right away? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the the closing songs so they know that mm-hmm. the the show is over. Right. Um, it's great. That's a great example. Um, just a note, the uh, five, four, three, two, one, all done is awesome. I learned that from Elizabeth mm-hmm. uh, for working with preschoolers and toddlers and little groups. And after the second or third week, um, they transition really well between mm. activities. They just know and, and they're okay with it as opposed as opposed to just saying, okay, that's it. Give me whatever instrument you're playing with. Right. It's, okay, this is done, and now I'm ready to see what's coming next. Yeah, it gives them a little time to do what they want with that experience before they know they don't have it anymore. So a lot of times you'll see the children really play that xylophone, like, really super fast when they hear the five, four, three, two, one, and then hand it over very willingly. And um, I just want to share a small adult story here that's kind of humorous that you can take out if you want before you put this on there. But um, I like to relay this to something I experienced. So I like to shop and I like shoes. And um, even though I'm an adult, if my husband just came up to me very abruptly and said, we're leaving, I would probably throw a mild tantrum in the shoe store if I didn't know that I had you know, a little bit of time left to do what I wanted because I had expectations and I had kind of planned my time to think about what I wanted to do. But um, praise God, I have some coping skills being that I'm more than three or four years old. And so I don't do that. But what I like, even as an adult, is a little bit of time to know that there's a few minutes left, there's a few seconds left. So even though our children, it's more excusable for them to be um, flailing on the floor, we as adults too, I think if you think about it, also appreciate a little bit of that transition help. You bet. I think we use music probably in our everyday routines. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's music to get me amped up to go for a run or, yeah. you know, just transitions, mm-hmm. like you say, get you ready for things. Yeah. Um, you bet. So I think that kind of wraps up the, the meat of our uh, podcast today, that fourth time to when to use lullabies and songs, play songs too. Um, if you haven't noticed, we try to keep these relatively short. We know that moms don't have a whole lot of free time to be <laughs> listening to podcasts, so we try to keep them between 10 and 20 minutes. I think we're going to hit our target today. Um, want to thank you again for, for listening to this as we first start out. I do have a CD recommendation uh, for you today. And actually, it's a recommendation I made back in May on the website before we started this podcast and back before there was really very much traffic to the website. 
Um, what anyway? I was in the uh, this baby forum uh, the other day, and a mother was asking about sleeping problems, basically, and uh, talking about using different strategies, such as turning on the dryer, the vacuum, things like that. And so I decided to recommend a CD, which is uh, the Music for Dreaming compilation. Mm-hmm which is just a lovely, lovely CD, and I'll put a link to that original post at the end of this podcast. What's really nice about it is that it has real instruments playing, which is sometimes rare. Right. In fact, it's it's really rare and for... And very important. Yeah. It's rare and really important. Um, the, the, the sound is just richer and, and more soothing than the synthesized sounds that you get with a lot of lullaby CDs. Also, there are seamless transitions between the songs, so the songs just kind of flow together, and it's really soothing. I, I don't recommend listening to it while driving, because um, <laughs> you might fall asleep. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the quality of the arrangements are so good that it makes it really relaxing for mom and dad, too. So, check it out. See if it's something that um, would be useful in your home, if you have a baby who is having trouble sleeping or if you're having trouble sleeping or um you just want a new lullaby cd this is really a good one i know it's one that we used quite a bit when i was um receiving my training in a neonatal intensive care unit we used it a lot with premature infants Mm -hmm. Um, if you're looking for some music to help establish a nighttime routine that's a great one to Mm -hmm. to go with absolutely absolutely okay well thank you again for stopping by and Be sure to go to www.aperfectlullaby.com and see the other posts and articles there and check out the other podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes. And uh, I think that's it. Sounds great. Thank you guys for tuning in and hearing what we have to share. And we hope you continue to follow us in the future. That's right. So long. So long.